Aloha. <laughs> Resurrection Sunday is the receipt of Jesus' payment for our sins. Like when I go to Chipotle, when I'm done, they're like, do you want any change? You want it? Da, 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 da. I always put my change in the little jar. And then they're like, do you want your receipt? And I'm like, yeah, because I want to remember that I paid for this while I'm eating it. Jesus Christ died on a cross. His friends ran and scattered, and they thought that it was over. Nothing that he did on the cross would have mattered unless he rose from the dead to say, yeah, see, I paid for all their sins, and I'm still alive. That's why we're here, to celebrate the resurrection. Because now, the death matters. Now, the payment is actually been paid. That means our sins are actually washed away. And we have a king who paid for our sins and who leads us through life, Jesus Christ. That's why we're here, the resurrection. The scriptures say this. They say that without the resurrection, our faith is useless. It's in vain. So the resurrection brings us to a place where we have a God who we get to worship. You don't worship a God who said he was God and then died on a cross and went in a tomb and stayed in the tomb. I mean, you can just go look and search and find and look everywhere, and anyone who has ever said that they were God, maybe it did some amazing stuff, but eventually they ended up in the ground, and that's where they stayed. But not Jesus. Not at all. He came out of the grave. And that's why we're here. And today we're calling this service Thunder because the record comes out. Our record that's called Thunder comes out. And we, everybody gets this music that you get to put in your car and you get to drive around and you get to listen to these songs. And we get to be unified by sound. And sound does that. Sound can unify people. I remember one time there was a huge storm in New Albany. And I saw someone the next day. And they were like, did you hear that thunder? And I was like, dude, I heard the thunder, man. It was like shaking my house. He's like, man, it was so much thunder. That was crazy. I was like, it was crazy. I said, the thing about that is I went outside because I like storms and there was so much rain and so much thunder. But when I was standing on my front porch... Lightning struck my front yard, I kid you not. Just whack! And I was just, I jumped. I literally just, whoop! Like I jumped. The lightning was so intense. And that's the thing about thunder is, thunder is actually the echo of lightning. And you can hear the thunder from a lot of different like places. And you know, have you ever been taught that when you, when you hear thunder, you can like count or you see lightning and then you can count and then you can see how far away it was if you how many seconds until you hear the thunder you see lightning go one two three four five and you feel it and then that means it must be like five miles away I have no idea if that's true but I do it all the time I know for a fact that thunder is the echo of lightning and then everyone during a storm if you're if you're within proximity of the lightning that you feel and you hear the thunder. But there's a big difference between hearing the thunder and experiencing the lightning. 
I could not believe how intense it was that day when that lightning hit my yard. It changed me. So now when I hear thunder, I think, man, somewhere something got smacked, something's on fire, something's smoking. Because the thunder means something big happened. You see, the story of Jesus Christ for so many people is like thunder. It's something that you've heard of. You know that way back when, 2,000 years ago, something big happened and you get the echoes of that. And you might even be in this room today because of the echo of this resurrection moment. You've heard of Jesus. You've heard that he was a great man. You've heard that he walked on water. You've heard that he was sweet and cared for children and You've heard that he actually rose people from the dead, and you've heard that he, feed, he fed 5,000 people. You've heard. You even heard that he died on a cross because you went into church somewhere or you saw something somewhere where there was a guy hanging on a cross, and you might ask the question, what's that about? And then someone told you. And in that moment, you heard that a man named Jesus died on a cross. And then on Easter Sunday, in the midst of bunnies and eggs and chocolate and peeps, Someone talks about the resurrection. And you go, I've heard of that. And I would wager to say that everybody that's in this room has heard of him. Everyone has heard of Jesus. But hearing of him is not the same thing as knowing him. It's not the same. And this morning, I was thinking, you know, it's, it's Easter Sunday. And I want to I give the best sermon I can give. Because all oh, you might never come back. I want to give the best sermon I can give. I want to make sure it's boom, 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 pow. I want to just like bring my A game to this sermon. But this morning I thought, you know what? What would I do if I was sitting down with someone that I just met and I'd only heard of Jesus but never experienced the lightning power of Jesus. What would I say? I would tell you this. I would say, look, you don't have to believe what I believe for me to care about you. That's not the way I operate. I believe that everyone is valuable, and I have a reason for that. But I know there might be some things you've heard about Christians or the church and you just might not believe, but if, if you can just give me my moment with you at this, at this coffee meeting or at this lunch meeting or in this line, can I just tell you that the reason, that the reason that I love Jesus and believe in him is because I know him. I got to know him. I had this real walking, talking, day-to-day -day interaction in my brain with the God of the universe, in my heart. He talks with me. He reminds me of things. He convicts me of things that I shouldn't do. He leads me towards the thing I should do. And all of it is because the Bible says that 2,000 years ago, he died as a substitution in my place so that I don't have to die. That's it. It's real to me. Whatever's the most real thing to you, that's how real my relationship with Jesus is. 
we talk, we fight, we, we have these interactions. He leads me, I love him, I learn more about him. It is like a real relationship. It is like having a true friend that is with me all the time. And you may not believe in the, the death on a cross, and you may not believe in the resurrection from the dead, but can I just offer you today that, that um, Mother Teresa said that more people are dying in the world from loneliness than diseases or sickness or illness, that people are lonely, and if you want a friend, you can find one in Jesus. And I have that. And it's not a joke. And I've, I've, I've been to the psych ward, and it's not that. I'm not crazy. I have a relationship with Jesus. And I would invite you, and I would say, just start to get to know him. Just start to get to know Jesus. You see, here's how you know today if you have a relationship with him, and if you really, really walk and talk with him. I'm gonna, make a, I'm gonna put something up here on this screen, and when you see this, it's gonna, it's gonna clarify, and it's gonna pretty much divide the room. There's gonna be people that see this phrase, and they're gonna go, yeah, that's me. That is me. That's how I know that I know Jesus, that I, that I walk with him, and he walks with me. That's how I know. I know that, that okay, that, that says it. And then some of you are gonna see this phrase, and you're gonna go, okay, I, I'm here. I've heard of Jesus. I know about Jesus, but I don't know him personally. And this, this phrase really is the dividing line for that. Because to know him is to love him. You see, if you know him and you really get to understand him, then you fall in love with him and you go, wow, he's amazing. I care about him. I want to know him. I, I, I have joy because of him. My life is different because of him. I just, I just come alive because of him. But if some of you are like, dude, I've just heard of him. I'm just here today because I heard about him, but I don't know him. And man, I could certainly not say that I love him. Can I tell you that if you get to know him, then you will love him. Because th this, is, this is the most simple way that I can say it. When you get to know him, you get to know what he did for you, and you get to know how much he cares for you, and you get to know how much he laid on the line for you. And the scriptures say that when you look at Jesus truly and you pursue a relationship with him, that the only response when you truly dig into it is a reciprocation of love. And the Bible says it this way, and you may have heard this before. It says, we love because he first loved us. That means that when you move towards Jesus and you go, okay, Jesus, I've heard of you. It's been a distant thing, kind of like thunder. But I heard there's like an actual lightning strike, Jesus, real experience, and I want to get to know you. And then you look in and you peer in and you look in and you say, God, I want to get to know you. And you start to investigate. And you start to move towards Jesus when you do that you will find out that he has been passionately pursuing a relationship with you and loves you more than anything, more than life itself. And when you realize that type of love, the great love of Jesus Christ, you turn back and go, okay, I love you now too. Who in the world has someone do something so beautiful for them as the thing that Jesus did on the cross 
and then raised from the dead as a receipt to say, see, I paid for your sin. When you understand that, face to face, you go, I love the person that loves me that way. This is like when you grow older and you realize what your parents did for you. I literally sit there, I'm like, I'm changing poopy diapers, and I'm like getting out my camera, HD, I'm gonna show you this. You're gonna see what I did for you. My wife has like three terabytes of hard drives of all those things that she's done. I have like four gigs of the things, of the memories, of the price that was paid. And when I learn what my parents did for me, really you just go, mm, I love them, I, I love them. No matter what's happened, no matter, I just, I love my parents. When you learn how much he loves you, you love him back. So my question is, do you love him? Do you love him? That's what this is about. That's what Easter is about. That's like what we're here for. It's because we love Jesus. We love what he did for us. We love who he is. We love the things that he said. We love his plan for us. Do you love him? If you're a Christian today, you should be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I do love him. I do. I've, I've ordered my life. I've, I've made different choices because of him. There's proof that I love him. Yeah, I love him because he first loved me. I do. Jesus told his disciples, if you love me, you obey my commands. That was basically like, if you understand me, really, then you'll pursue a relationship with me. A lot of us in the room are in that spot. And I just want to challenge that if you, if you answer this question, you go, I don't know. I can't say that my heart comes alive. I can't say that I, I get warm feelings for, for Jesus, that, that he loves me. I don't, I don't think I understand it. And I just want to tell you, if you get to know him, you will. I want you to get to know him the way I know him. And so just for the last five minutes, I just want to remind us, I just want to take us there. I want to take us to Easter Sunday, the first day of the week, really, after the Sabbath day. Because what happened is, is Jesus was hanging on a cross, and he had been brutally murdered, and he had been nailed to this cross, and at a certain point, it says that he breathed his last breath and he gave up his spirit. And when he breathed his last breath, the Bible says that at that moment, there was an earthquake, that the whole ground shook, that parts of the ground actually split open, that there was thunder, that there was lightning. The Bible says this, and you may miss this, but I want to remind you of this one little cool piece that happens right after Jesus died on the cross. It says that as soon as he died and he gave up his spirit, that the ground shook and some of the tombs opened, and people who were dead rose to life. People that were dead rose to life. It was almost like death didn't have enough room in it anymore. You think about like a grocery bag where there's no more room in it. If you push something in, then something pops out the side. When Jesus went into the ground, I was like, oh, there's no more room. Some of you guys get out of here. The Bible says that after Jesus resurrected from the dead and he saw his disciples, that people were walking through town and they saw those people that had been buried years before. 
It might have been something like this. Mom, I went to town today to get the baguettes, which I know there's no baguettes in Israel, but they went to get the baguettes because I'm thinking of, of uh, Beauty and the Beast. We get the baguettes. I went to town to get the baguettes. That's not even Beauty and the Beast. Is that right? France, 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 something. Baguettes. The Marie, the baguettes. Hurry up. All right. So <laughs> go to town and get the baguettes and walking through town to get the baguettes. And she walks in there and goes, Mom, I went to town. I saw Uncle Al. Didn't we have his funeral like two years ago? He was there flirting with the lady at the bar. It was like, man, after Jesus died, people came out of the grave. The Bible says that there was a man named Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea. He was a rich man, and he had a tomb for himself. It was this beautiful tomb, this picturesque tomb, the kind of tomb that you would think if Jesus was going to die and raise from the dead, that would be the kind of tomb that he would go into. And he became a disciple of Jesus, so he went to the leadership Pilate, and he said, can I have his body? And they gave him his body. And Joseph wrapped him in linen, wrapped him up, and they took him inside of this tomb that was, that was hewn out of the side of a mountain. And then they rolled an actual stone in front of it. I know it doesn't sound like that's not how people were normally buried. Usually they were put in like a little box and burned. I mean, it was totally different. But this was different because God had this special plan. Because if you could ever imagine a picturesque moment where Jesus Christ, God, in the flesh, rose from the dead, you would think, the stone rolled away. So God actually put him in this grave where there was a round stone, almost like a Disney movie. And he put him in there. And then it says that all the disciples went away, and then the next day was the Sabbath day. So that was a day that they were not supposed to work, they weren't supposed to be out, they weren't supposed to be doing anything. And so it says that all the disciples honored that day and that they rested. And in that, that day, they wept and they cried and they, they scattered and they were afraid. And everything about this person that they had followed, they watched get destroyed in less than a day. But the next morning, it says that several of his closest followers, one in particular, a woman who was named Mary, who was an adulteress, that Jesus caught in adultery, in the act of adultery, and one of the greatest sins that we could all think of. And he actually forgave her, and he extended her this hand of peace and this hand of forgiveness. And she became a great follower of him because she experienced what I'm telling you, you will experience. When she realized how much she was loved, she loved. It says that her and some other disciples went to the tomb. They went to the tomb to see him and to take care of him and to put some spices and some things on him to keep his body. And when they came around the corner to this very special tomb, it says that the stone was rolled away and that there were some soldiers that were laying on the ground as if they were dead because on the day before, the soldiers and the leadership of Israel went, you know what? Jesus said that he was God. That's why we put him on the cross. But he also said that he might raise from the dead. So we need to go get some soldiers and put him in front of the tomb to make sure that he doesn't raise from the dead. And it says this in the scripture. It says that those men, their argument was because if he raises from the dead, then that offense will be worse than the first offense which means he called himself God, and that caused a big problem for people. If he raises from the dead, it's over. They were right. Christianity was born that day. But what happened is, is as these women are coming around the corner, about four minutes before that, this 
huge explosion came from the clouds, and a man that was an angel, a young man, the Bible says, dressed in white clothes, came and sat down right next to the tomb. The stone rolled away, and these men fell on the ground as if they were dead. And then this man is just waiting there for people to come find Jesus. And I, for some reason in my mind, I just see this angel sitting there, and I don't see him like in a robe. I see him like in all white painter's clothes. And he's got a hat on, and there's a little bit of paint on it, and he's eating sunflower seeds. Like, that's, that's the angel to me. He's just, when are they going to get here? He's just eating sunflower seeds. These women come around the corner, and they gasp because they see this man, they see these people on the ground, and they see this empty tomb. And the angel stands up and goes, oh, you're here. Jesus is in here. You're looking for him, aren't you? Yeah, come here. Takes him inside the tomb, and there's a, a rock bed. And there's just some clothes there. He goes, look, look. He's not here, and he says these words. He is risen. Then he says this question to them that is my favorite question in all the Bible. This man looks at these women who are there to find Jesus. And he looks at him and he goes, why? Do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He's not dead. And the angel says, go and tell my disciples. Tell them that I'll meet them. Really interestingly, he says, go and tell my disciples. But then he also says this. It's so, so fascinating. Read the Bible. It's so cool. Go and tell my disciples. And he says this, and Peter. And Peter was the one who learned how much God loved him more than anyone. Because he walked with him. He rejected him. And when God came back to him after he rose from the dead and invited him back into the discipleship to go and be the foundation, the starter, the, the leader to start the church, Peter loved Jesus more than any because he really knew him and he really experienced his love. When you get to meet this Jesus Christ that I have a relationship with, you you will start to get to know him, and then you will fall in love with him. He's alive. He's still alive today. He's coming back to earth, coming back to this planet. The best is yet to come. I want to take a minute, I want to give you an opportunity if you've never met Jesus. Maybe today you started to get to know him a little bit better and then you can say a prayer based on faith and you can say, I want to have a relationship with Jesus today. I'm going to lead you in that prayer. Don't, don't go through your life just experiencing the thunder, the distance, the hearing of him. Get to know him. And when you know him, you will love him because his love will draw you in that fast. I'm going to lead in a prayer, and I, at a, in the middle of the prayer, I will actually say, this is the part for those that want to ask Jesus into their life for the first time. 
to accept the gift of Jesus Christ. So let's take a minute and let's pray. Jesus, up from the grave you arose. You conquered death. You wiped away my sin. You wiped away my shame. You wiped away my guilt. We worship you today. We praise you today. We elevate you today because of who you are, because of what you've done. We love you today, so many of us. We God, there's some of us in here that have only heard of you and they've never experienced you and they're starting to experience you and they want to get to know you more and some of them want to actually ask you to start an eternal relationship with them today. So if this is you, just pray this prayer after me in your heart silently. Just say, Jesus, I've heard of you. But now I know you a little more. And if you love me the way that you just said you love me, the way that Joel just said that you love me, I love you too. I accept your death on the cross as a payment for my sins. And I believe that the resurrection is a receipt of that payment. My sins are washed away. And I believe the best is yet to come. Come into my heart. Be my friend. Be my savior. I love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.